Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Wolves podcast for July 19th. I had to look up my phone there. Um, The days are running together, Colton. Uh, I'm Tom Schreier, co-founder of ZoneCoverage.com. On the phone with me, as always, is Colt Molesky. Colton, I saw you the other day at the Twins game. I've, uh, for people that don't know, I do. I cover the Wolves. I've actually been doubling down. Uh, and in between the uh, Jamal Crawford news, uh, I've been covering covering a little bit of Twins. I saw you up here. What's wrong with you? Why'd you leave? We want you in the studio, Colton. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I would have really loved to stay, and I've just. Getting a few things finished here down in Cato, and then I will be spending a considerable amount of time up in the cities doing all kinds of gopher football and, and Timberwolves basketball. So I'll just give it a, a few more weeks, and then I'll be up there consistently. Yeah, it should be exciting stuff for people that don't know. Colton Molesky, uh, senior at it's Minnesota State Mankato now, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I was Mankato State back when I was an old ass. Back when I was in college, which was not that long ago, about five years ago. But, you know, it's funny. I, we had uh, Timmy and Zach uh, hopped on. They they do the Wolves Wired podcast once a week. Um, been doing it for a long, long time. Both really good Wolves writers, Wolves personalities. Um, they kind of crashed our podcast. It was completely spontaneous, by the way. That was not... That was not planned. Um, nope, it very was, spontaneous. It was super funny, but a lot of Mankato talk, that kind of explains it. Tim Fakeless, a Mankato product. Cal uh, Racky, who a lot of Wolves fans I'm sure are very uh, familiar with. He is the Timberwolves.com guy. I sat next to him at the Jamal Crawford uh, press conference. You would, be not, you would be surprised, maybe surprised is the wrong word, but you would love that another guy, he is from Cold Spring, I believe, or out that way. I know he's a Ricori guy, and uh, when it, when he found out I was a St. Thomas guy, was not thrilled with me because we were we were not nice to the the Ricori people. I, I kind of I don't personally have regrets. I think there's some people at St. Thomas Academy maybe who do about things they said about Ricori, uh, but uh, but yeah, that was a big basketball rivalry when we were in high school. Uh, we've settled our, our differences, and he's super excited that another guy. You're from the St. Cloud area, right? Yeah, I, I went to high school. I grew up in the in the cities of Minneapolis, but I, junior and senior year of high school, I was in St. Cloud, and we actually played recording football as well. So, so you were not you were not a recording guy. You went to a different high school. No, I went to Sock Rapids. Shout out Sock Rapids Rice High School. Uh, That's so funny. We played recording. So that's fine. A uh, little bit, little bit of bad blood, maybe a little bit of bad blood there as well. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I think everyone just dislikes Ricori, but uh, yeah, it's funny. My my buddy Riles, who I reference a lot with the the staff here, one of my closest friends. We're actually planning a bachelor party for another one of our friends right now. He's a uh, he lived in Sock Rapids for two proud years during his like seven years at St. Cloud State or whatever. But anyways, Kyle Racky, getting back to the point, uh, was was super happy. We had a guy from Central Minnesota who made the track down to Mankato. It's it's the powerhouse. It must is it the number one school? We always give the Gophers and and uh, St. Thomas credit for the number one journalism school or schools in the twin cities mankato a sleeper are we sleeping on mankato hey we're making moves down here we're making moves. Making that's moves. all i'm willing to say right now but we're making moves the organization is turning is turning around turn it in around uh, building around colt molesky you can't build around <laughs> a better guy the wolves are not building around jamal crawford that's for sure but i think it was a it was a fun press conference it's so funny how these all take different shapes uh it, you kind of you look at obviously the Jimmy Butler one uh, in the Mall of America. Um, you know they made it a spectacle out of that, and they should. Jimmy Butler, top fifteen player, he's reunited with Tibbs. Uh, he was on the Bill Simmons podcast, which I'm a shameless Bill Simmons guy, and I will tell you that even if you don't like him or hate listen or whatever, I actually listened to that whole interview. Yeah, I did too. And uh, you got to be careful. Just a heads up, I'm not a Thrones guy, but if you are a Thrones person and haven't watched it, don't listen to the second part of it because he brings on Mallory Rubin to spoil Thrones. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I think it's interesting if you want to if you want to hear him talk. I, I I you know the one thing I like about Twin City Sports, and you always have to be careful saying this because you never know these guys. No matter you know if you're a diehard fan who follows them on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, uh, for people like reporters who see them in the locker room, you know we only get a certain aspect of their life. Um, but really, at least on the front, I mean they are really bringing in in good dudes. I mean I I think Jimmy Butler just seems very humble, very much like I mean, he gave out his number. You know what I mean? Uh, gave out his number and uh facetime with people and stuff like that jeff teague i told people i you know listen i was a rubio guy molesky big time hater big time <laughs> rubio hater uh but i uh, drinking that haterade uh, just just slurping that down it's it's obnoxious but um you know for people like me who are a rubio guy and i really did like him and his style of play i think people will get on board with jeff teague although there are some concerns with the salary heats up and and uh we were actually talking about this i think on wolf's wired uh about just kind of generally the uh his defense or maybe lack thereof um but uh you know gibson seemed like a good dude um and, and crawford is one of those guys we'll get to kind of his play I, I in the piece for his own coverage i have on the site right now i did cite his declining numbers and quote is his rationale on that um but i do want to say i think a big reason why he's there is because he just he kind of gets it and and at 37 you should if you've been in the league 17 years you should but he just seems like like the kind of guy that gets it he can kind of mentor it's a low risk move if it doesn't pan out he claims he can still play he you know he's got the crossover a little bit of shooting tibbs loves it he he talked about shabazz muhammad like this where he said he doesn't take much to get him going off the bench same description for jamal crawford by the way if i call him carl crawford it's because i cover baseball too and i sometimes do this i'm literally losing my mind um but <laughs> colton's laughing he's a young gun you know he's got that sharp mind Mind. Um, but uh you are laughing so hard i feel i'm just embarrassed but um no no i just i love the cross-sport confusion that you're just going to put our entire audience through for I'm, I'm guessing the majority of the, rest I, of the I, for the reference i i am the jamal crawford of this podcast i'm just i'm just the matter i'm just the old guy my numbers are declining my my you know i'm fading away but uh 
Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Crawford talks about how, you know, he does feel blessed. He, he you know, he, he hasn't really gotten nicked up, hasn't kind of gotten the, he played 82 games last year. He talks about eating right, getting enough rest. I, you know, this is something Jeff Teague talks about as well. It's not that I, I really actually think Towns and Wiggins are like healthy dudes from what I've gathered. I We have, uh, and I, I will try to find the YouTube video for you guys. It, accidentally, I recorded Towns' red cow order because freaking Jordan Hill and Towns decided to just start talking about it during the Wiggins interview. Uh, I'm trying to think. People might remember that. It was one of our biggest hits on the on the YouTube channel. But um, I think they're relatively healthy dudes, but it is the importance of rest, it, no matter who you are, even – for those of us who aren't on the court, you know, the, uh, the new renovated target center court, um, you know, it is always good to get rest and eat well, but I, you know, uh, Colton, what's your first impression here? I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast before, but did you see any of the press or did you catch any of that or any of the quotes or anything? Read my article uh, for God's sake. Um, or, uh, <laughs> what, what are your I am always reading zone coverage material because that a boy, I, I truly believe we have some of the best writers, uh, in the country, maybe even the world, maybe even the world. But uh, I I think one of the biggest takeaways, and this isn't entirely related to the Timberwolves, but one of my biggest takeaways from just not only this morning's presser, but I was kind of trying to read and soak up as much uh, as many quotes and interviews from Jamal Crawford and uh, and the coach, the head coach uh, Tom Thibodeau, kind of talking about Crawford. And one of the biggest takeaways I think I have from the situation was. Cleveland cannot get anybody in free agency. I mean, is that nuts? It's not. It's not like even we're talking about Paul George. They couldn't get a thirty-seven-year-old bench guy who would have maybe played sixteen minutes a game to come to their team. I mean, when Crawford's talking about it, it's just it was didn't seem like a right fit after talking with the team. Things just didn't seem to click. The Timberwolves just sounded better. It seemed like a better fit. It seemed like. I, uh, it, and there was a quote even, uh, I'm blanking on who he was talking to, I think it might have been SB Nation, that Jamal Crawford said, the Timberwolves were the kind of guys that I could really go to war with. I mean, you can't go to war with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. What is happening in those sales pitches to other players where they can't get anybody to come to Cleveland? So I, I got a couple of comments. First of all, it, it's looking more and more like, now this could change in the course of a year or whatever, but that LeBron is going to leave for LA. He has the house there. He's already, you know, we may bring on, uh, I may subject you to uh, Chris from Cleveland, who I believe, I think has been on this podcast before. He's been on a few of ours, but my friend from Cleveland, a rational sane clevelander um but uh a guy who there are you know, many of those left there's not many left but no he is a he's a happy happy man right now he he no longer has the misery of kind of the now minnesota misery of, of no championships but uh um you know obviously minnesota hasn't won one since 91 and, and obviously the wolves have not won one but uh um, you know, he, I just talking to him, he's like, you know, we texted back and forth. He's like, LeBron's kind of done his job here. You know, obviously he wants him to be there. He wants the Cavs to do well. Uh, he's a big Kyrie guy as well, but you know, I, I think LeBron may be out. There's dysfunction there. I, the truth of the matter with Crawford though, and I do want to point this out. He said, joining the Timberwolves, and this is actually the lead of my feature is that, uh, joining the Timberwolves is more meaningful than the Cavs or the Warriors. Um, this is a guy who, again, you're not building your team around, but he probably is a, um, a piece of a winning, you know, part of the winning formula, if you will. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he said, I've known LeBron for a while. 
Uh, so it's not order, out of the ordinary for them to have a conversation. And I think for him, he's, he just he wants to be that mentor for that team on the rise. Um, he also, and I, I do recommend, not just because I read it, and, and obviously I, I love zone coverage as much as anyone except for Cole Molesky. He's the number one fan. But uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I think it's worth reading just because just I point out the – the connections he has going from Scott Layden, who kind of jokes, you know, Scott Layden pretty much got lambasted for how he ran the team in New York. Um, and, you know, he was basically saying in 2000, I sat down with him and I should have drafted him and, and hindsight's 2020 and all that stuff. But uh, you know, he, uh, he knows, Rick Brunson, the assistant coach, he knows the assistant GM, he knows, you know, you go on down the line, he had a relationship with Flip. He, the weirdest thing, and John Krasinski pointed this out, obviously the excellent AP reporter, um, he talks to Glenn Taylor. Have you noticed this? He talks to Glenn Taylor every time he comes to the Target Center. Did you know about this? Every time he does? Yeah, I mean, this is something that'd be a little bit harder now that I'm thinking it through for just fans to realize because I, they probably don't show it on camera. It's not significant to like the the general audience. But if you go to games now, it, it, it won't matter this year, I guess. But if you've gone to games in the past, you may have noticed like he always, which is so funny. I've always found it funny that Glenn Taylor, uh, you know, a lot of owners, they're either kind of these big personalities like a Mark Cuban or whatever, or they, you know, you appreciate the guys also who kind of sit in the in the background. Um, but very few, like you would think, have this relationship with the players that really Glenn Taylor does. I mean, he like he famously Corey Brewer. They, you know, they were closer than I guess you'd expect. Um, but you know, uh, Crawford talks about how you know he. Um, all his connections kind of to the Wolves and, and year after year he may have become a Minnesota Timberwolf. I I don't know how close it ever got and it's easy to say that now uh that he's here, but he described it as full circle. Um I I think at the very least, Colton, does this validate kind of what Tom Thibodeau has done with the team? This is his team. He's gone out and got his guys. Do you think this validates in some way just a guy kind of with the experience that, that Jamal Crawford has? Not only that, not only does it validate it, it kind of has the makings of the of a fairy tale season here. And oh. this is this sounds this sounds like every thirty for thirty where all the pieces were falling into place. These guys knew each other for this reason, these guys were connected for this reason, the coach had these two guys on past teams, and they all just kind of fell into place and they all Synced up remarkably well together, and they all made this remarkable run that nobody saw coming, even with the expectations with what, with what they were. And I, I, it's always every time we talk about the Wolves, the more and more pieces fall into place. Where it's it really could be just one of those seasons where you look back and you think it's crazy that that many moves fell into place for them. But from us just trouncing the Bulls in that pick and just destroying them with the upper hand trade-wise in that pit, in uh, that pick swap with getting Jimmy Butler and uh, giving away Zach Levine and Chris Dunn to, to getting Crawford after he's built these relationships and getting in really kind of stealing him away from the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers tripping over all words here late in the night and, and LeBron James, who usually LeBron James gets what he wants when he goes out and decides the team needs a guy, especially a bench guy. So all these pieces are kind of falling into place 
in a way that I don't think a lot of us would have seen coming or most of us. I don't think I saw anybody calling that the Timberwolves would add Jamal Crawford as their final piece after putting Jimmy Butler on the team. You know, it's crazy. Um, Patrick Royce, longtime columnist in the Twin Cities, um, one of my favorite storytellers. He, you know, he, um, a guy who just has so much perspective on Minnesota sports, he is bought into this team. And it's so easy. Like, the, I, maybe I'm just getting cynical. And for that, you can blame Mike Gelfand. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to call it out right here. But, uh, but you know, like, it's so funny hearing you say that. I was like, you know what? People are buying in. If Patrick Royce is buying in, I'm going to uh, have lunch with Gelfand tomorrow. I'm going to see if he's where he's at. I'm sure he has an opinion. Um, I, you know, I think uh, you know you can obviously see how it goes wrong if Butler if there's too much mileage there because of tips. But I, uh, you know, it, with, with Butler or if Jeff Teague doesn't pan out, you know, there's going to be half the fan base is going to turn on him because they want Rubio. Um, you know, who knows what Gibson and, and Crawford and some of these guys still have left in the tank. But generally speaking, I think. Tibbs, at the very least, is doing it the way he wants to do it, and you got to give a guy credit for that. On the thirty for thirty deal, um, it, I really think this would be a candidate if this really turns out, and it's looking increasingly likely. Um, you know, obviously, if it doesn't pan out, it's just kind of another quote unquote Minnesota heartbreak. Um, but man you know it's funny it's like it's like you know the comparison between you know colton was was that you know you were at the bartolo cologne uh baseball game but you know this as well as i do and anyone who who follows baseball and basketball baseball teams are like a yacht turning that thing around you know it's just gonna take a while and if you're cruising to the iceberg uh which the twins kind of did recently you're hitting it you know i mean it just it's you know how much you can impact you can take um with basketball it's more like a jet ski you you know if you really have the right motor and the right driver um you know tibbs probably is gonna you're gonna need an oil change every three days with with him if he's on your jet ski but you know i (laughs) think i think you can turn that thing around really quickly um and yeah i mean it's just crazy just like it's such a weird dichotomy between you got flip here and all the hype there and he's kind of the you know, he knows how to work the Minnesota audience. I always said he he's one of the few people I've covered who knew I had a question coming before I asked it. And I was just like, this is crazy that he even like kind of bothered to pick up on that, uh, being that I was a new reporter and he was already in with kind of the establishment here, the establishment media, I'm saying, in, in Minnesota. Uh, but his tragic passing, kind of the salty Sam Mitchell, even you go back to Rick Adaman, this historic coach on his one last push, kind of to try to put a, cha- you know, a championship team together. Um, and then somehow it all aligns where you get Towns, you know, you're able to kind of swindle Cleveland to get uh, Wiggins. You have this other kind of swindle with Butler. Uh, you know, it, it, there's some dominoes. And then the fact is, Butler, this was everyone's theory. This is nothing new, but Butler allows you to do other things. It allows you to get Crawford and get his validation. It allows you to get Teague. Teague told his agent, I want to be here. Uh, it probably allows you to get a Taj Gibson. Um, aside from what he gives you on the court, it just it gives you so much credibility. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I think there is something there. And like I said, if you if you want to. 
uh, point to one thing Crawford offers because we don't know what's going to happen on the court. Uh, and, and you just don't know how the season will unfold. If anything, it is almost kind of a stamp of approval that this veteran player who's been around the block thinks Minnesota can win. And to me, that's that's crazy. I mean, that's that's huge, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and here's the other thing, too, is let's do what everybody has been or every real NBA basketball fan has been doing in their heads since Jimmy Butler got moved and all this. Right. Especially if you're a Timberwolves fan, line up the pieces. Who do you got to beat? You have to beat the Warriors, right? Yep. You can get yep. to the conference finals. You have to beat the Warriors. So how do they match up? Can anybody on the Warriors squad go up against Towns and win in the paint consistently? This Durant, was the, this Durant's was not, Durant's not strong enough. I don't think Durant's a really, yeah. has, he has been, had really good defense the last couple of years. Durant's not strong enough. Towns is a big dude. Draymond's too small. He's too short. Clay Thompson just isn't physically as dominant in the paint, even though he is a really good defender. So you have a matchup advantage there. You try and really wear the Warriors down in the paint with Towns, and then off of Towns, you can build offense with Wiggins and Butler on the outside. T can try and pick up the pace of the ball or slow it down. And then when those guys start, if they get into foul trouble or you have them out, now who do you like? Do you like the bench of the Warriors or do you like the bench of the Wolves with Gibson and with Crawford and even even maybe Tyus Jones gets hot off the bench? Uh, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of areas of this team where if you're matching them up against the Warriors, and the Warriors is the standard. I, I, if this team is spending this much money and getting these pieces, you don't want them to say, "Okay, now how do we beat the Nuggets this year?" Now you want them to go out and try and beat the Warriors. You want to try and beat the reigning champions, the guys who you got to beat to get to the finals. Those, that's the standard for your team. So you got a really good defensive guy in Butler. Wiggins could be a really solid defensive piece if he plays consistently. Towns is your offensive ace that you can beat them with because they don't have a guy to play against them. And the benches, I think you're winning on the bench game with Crawford as a scorer, Gibson as a defensive guy on the glass, and Tyus Jones moving the ball up and down the court. Yeah, I you know I, I think back to Tibbs and those Bulls teams, and, and like I said, they, they weirdly have like a place in my life because my dad was working in Chicago at the time, and like I've said on the podcast before, my brother lives there now, and uh, I have a couple friends out there, so I'd go out there and um, you know I'd go watch Bulls games. And there was this belief in Chicago; I saw it firsthand that they, you know, could take down the Heat, the LeBron Heat, you know, kind of the big three there. And Tibbs, Tibbs just goes for the jugular, like, and and, and I think he look. The problem is, you know, with these Bolts teams, Derrick Rose went from the hometown darling, right, who is a, a great story, to now on the court his knees go out, and off the court you go, man, he, he, something weird happened, right? You know, with, with him, uh, something and, was going on. Yeah, and, and we don't need to like relitigate that, but like the fact is, it didn't work out. But you could see what Tibbs was doing, and there's logic to it. Uh, again, people are going to have their their uh, opinions on Simmons and it's it's important to look at you know what other writers and what other people think but in that interview Simmons point that pointed that out right this is a national guy who could care less about Minnesota sports he maybe likes Minnesota because 
we literally have spoon fed Boston sports like for years on end, the Mosses and Ortizes and KGs. Um, and so maybe he has some gratitude towards Minnesota, but, uh, but you know, he's not a Minnesota sports fan. And, and I'm, I'm hearing this nationally as well. It, the consistent thing that's been written is that this is a team in Tibbs's image. Um, and that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I look at the West where we'll, we'll break it down further as things develop, but I've said this before, lots of talent. It kind of is in weird places. Let's see how Paul and Harden and potentially Melo play together. You know, let's see how, uh, Russ and Paul George play together. Let's see how Denver puts things together. The, the division is dangerous, but that's not what you're trying to win. Divisions don't matter in basketball, and this is why I think they should go to five regions or, or get rid of the Western and Eastern conferences. It's something Silver said he's not going to do right now, but it sounds like he's going to look at it down the road. I really think that's probably the right direction. But yeah, he's going for the Warriors, and, and I don't think he's waiting around for it. Um, I, I wanted to bring this up because you brought up the quote, kind of go into war with these guys one of the biggest things with kevin Durant, aside from wanting to live in the bay area obviously and just kind of taking advantage of this weird loophole with the cap he said that he just liked those dudes right this is his constant line with the warriors do you think a culture can change this quick obviously they have to win next year i think that has to be part of the formula but do you think you can turn around what has been the worst franchise in basketball? Some people may argue Sacramento because they're just kind of there's general dysfunction there, but the Wolves have been terrible for years. Kind of a losing stigma attached to the team. Can they turn it around this fast? Well, first, before I tackle that, I want to say Sacramento with Boogie on that team definitely <laughs> the worst culture in basketball. Sure. Hands down, no debate. Fair enough. That was the worst. Secondly. Uh, were you spreading the seeds for Tom to head to Minnesota and build the super team since you were a youth when you were in Chicago? Were you? Right. You built the Timberwolves up to what they are today, back to when you were slowly spreading the seeds of discomfort and discontent in Chicago, knowing that you would have to go back to go back to Minneapolis. You were building the Timberwolves team back then. Don't, I th- don't tell yourself, sir. I think I deserve some credit. We did. I we actually. Fortunately, because of uh, some people I know down there, we used to have, I've sat in every level of that arena um, and, uh, and watched both hockey and basketball there, but um, because of some people I know, we were pretty close. Unfortunately, I was not close enough to yell at Tibbs, and, and the thing is, uh, it probably would have just been like a normal conversation for him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I got to imagine when he's saying, you know, pass the salt, it's salt, 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 or something, you know? Um, and they didn't, they didn't do it in the right way or right. go about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you bring the fork to your face. Come on now. But, um, <laughs> Uh, no, I so don't. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. There's all I'm trying to. Say. I, I'm taking credit. Colton gave it to me. I'm taking credit <laughs> for the Wolves rebuild. But um, back, to, back to your point. I think, as far as culture wise, I think this was one of the really unique kind of locker rooms in the. And now I, I'm going to be reporting NBA Wolves basketball all season long, so I'll probably get a chance to do some, some hard real journalism in the locker room but i haven't been in the locker room up to this point myself but i just get the sense of over the last couple of years this was just a a group of young guys who are just kind of figuring out the the old regime of kind of i don't well it was an old regime of losing but i that wasn't really part of this team anymore mostly it was just young guys you hear stories of kevin garnett coming to the locker room and getting a a pail of water and throwing all the rookies' cell phones into the water to get them to focus for the game instead of (laughs) tweeting or Instagram or anything. I think this was just a group of young guys 
And this locker room and the mentality of it was just kind of waiting to be molded. And as far as Wiggins and Towns, I think I think they're just young guys who are really good at basketball and really like to play and really like to play together. And I don't I don't think this team is I think this team is one of the rare NBA teams that really doesn't have uh, a put a stamp on the team kind of ego. You know, like a, like a Draymond Green who you. He's he's the attitude for the team. When the team needs an attitude, and when the team needs a tone set, that's the guy because that's just his personality and his presence, and he's making that known. Cavaliers have LeBron uh, for the Sacramento Kings. Boogie Cousin and that kind of whining to the refs and that constant back and forth between whatever coach was in place. That was kind of the locker room presence, and I just don't think there's any egos or anything like that to to get in the way of the goals of this team, which is going to be winning and doing a really good job in the playoffs and trying to upset some high seeds. And so I think Tom brought in the guys he brought in because those are guys who are in this his system and going to bring in his kind of style of basketball and the way he wants to go about building a team. And I think it's going to be easy because there wasn't really a precedent set before that. I don't think that this was a team or a locker room filled with guys who are who are trying to joust for the top spot. I think these are just a group of guys that are young dudes who are really hungry to play basketball. I, I agree. I think it's looking more like a normal team. You know, it's kind of funny that the standard in Minnesota is just like be normal, <laughs> but uh, but uh, like you know, let's just feel the team. Come on, boys. right? But this is looking more balanced in terms of ages, and now it's not it's it's not incredibly balanced in terms of positions. Uh, let's spend two three minutes on this because it may become outdated really quick. You never know. But this is a weird off season where I think it's going to take a while for moves to be made. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense for a player to sign like a league minimum or vet minimum deal right now when you can kind of field all the offers and see if someone gets a little desperate and bites. But uh, what potential moves do you see? I mean, do you think uh, an Aldridge and Pick can happen? Do you think Jang's still on the block or is on the block? Um, just just real quick as a primer, um, Tibbs said he's going to do more. Uh, what more do you think he can do reasonably to get the team ready and a little more balanced for the upcoming season? I I know it's kind of a cop-out. I'm still going to go with my answer that I gave you a couple weeks ago. I still want them to sit tight, sit with their assets, and, and wait. Just see how this team gels together. Just let them play a few games. Let them play 15 games and then see what you need. You have really good stuff to trade. You have a couple guys on your roster. Cole Alder is another guy that they can trade away. Uh, and Cole, obviously, when you trade him too, that's a, a bit of a cap hit that you're taking away as well. So you have a little a little bit right. of money. Uh, they have the Utah first-round pick. So you've got some stuff. I would just really like them to, to sit tight and see – how the team looks early on in the season and then try and plug in another guy. Uh, as far as just what positions you're looking for, it is so hard with the way the game is being played right now because there's there's so many guys who just aren't in a one defined position. And there's so many times where there's plenty there's plenty of times where basketball teams are throwing out four guards or they've got four forwards or they got a couple guards and a bunch of forwards or Maybe they got a center and a bunch of forwards just playing, just playing long, loose basketball down the court with a guy 
playing off the glass in the middle. There's just so many things you can do basketball-wise, and especially with the guys on this roster. I mean, Towns, Towns is a crazy, a crazy athlete at technically a center spot, but he can he can play power forward. He could even, if you wanted him, he could play out and shoot threes. I mean, where are you supposed to put him in a lineup? Jimmy Butler is the shooting guard technically, but he can play like a small forward. Uh, Wiggins can play is a can play like a small forward or shooting guard or a power forward. I mean, these guys can play wherever you want them to go. So really. What you've got to do is play a couple games, see how they mesh together, and then assign spots and kind of figure out where you're going to put them in the in it, on the court, where you're going to put them on the court, and then when you have guys on the court, when you're putting different guys on the court, like maybe if Crawford's out there, you have Wiggins playing a little different of a spot. You just got to figure out how these guys are going to play together before you can make any of those decisions. And so that's why I want them to have some stuff in the back pocket to be able to pull out and say, okay, you know what? We do want Jimmy Butler to play more of a, a forward spot instead of shooting guard, and we want Wiggins to play more of a, a small forward as well. We want those guys to be more wing forward guys, and so let's go out and get a shooting guard. And so I think that's good to have that flexibility. But I know it's good to have all your ducks lined up in a row as well headed into the season as opposed to maybe what some people would view as scrambling when you're in the season. Yeah, you know, we know this about sports can look one way on the paper, plays completely different on the court. Um, so I think there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. The three, and I, I wrote this in the article, the three things I picked up from Tibbs that he's emphasizing is versatility, defense, and ball movement. It makes sense. This is what the best teams do. They can match up against other opponents, play defense against them, move the ball. Any final thoughts, Colton? We probably should let the people go at this point. <laughs> well, my final thought, just addressing what you're saying, yes, the team does look good on paper, but we haven't seen to play together. But on the upside, we know all these guys are good basketball players. That's not that's not a guess. That's not theory. These guys are good basketball players. We're not like the 76ers fans who have seen our guys play a few games or no games at all or just fresh out of college, and we're just hoping that they hit. These guys are good basketball players. They're going to figure it out. It's exciting stuff. That's it for today. For Colton Molesky, I'm Tom Schreier. This has been the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.